You're listening to Stand Out Get Noticed, episode 213. Hi there, Rockstar, and welcome to Stand Out Get Noticed. I'm Christina Cantors of The C Method, where I help high-performing professionals and business leaders to build powerful communication skills. If this is your first time tuning into the podcast, then welcome. We cover all sorts of topics related to communication, including how to build confidence in the workplace, um, public speaking, networking, leadership skills, and it's all around helping you to become a better human and to feel good about the success that you have as well, because that's important. Now, today's podcast is all about how to make friends with your inner critic, Oh, and this is a this is a big topic. Um, it's something that I love um, working through with my clients because it affects all of it, all of us. What is the inner critic? It is that little voice that we all have that lives inside our head and finds great joy in telling us that we're not good enough, or it just delights in telling us really mean things about ourselves. You know, I mean, we've all experienced this. Have you have you ever had a thought, right? I mean, an idea pop into your head where you've gone, oh, I'm excited about that or that would be fun. That would be awesome. Oh, I wonder if I could do that. That would really, you know, that, that would be, you know, take me next level. I would love to do this. And then another voice pops into your head saying, you're not qualified enough for the role. Look at this person. You're boring them. Quick, think of something intelligent to say, you idiot. People will laugh at me. I have nothing important to say. You look fat in those pants. You need more education to do that. Don't mess up. They're going to think you're incompetent. What makes you think you can work full-time and be a great mother? You can't afford a vacation. You have a mortgage. So all of these, all of these things that that we hear, and for you, it might be different. It might be similar. They might show up in different areas of your life, but that, my friend, is your inner critic speaking. Maybe you've heard it referred to before as your, you know, your inner chatter, the voice of self-doubt, maybe the the evil shoulder angel. One of my favorite movies is, I mean, it's a cartoon, it's my favorite. It's called The Emperor's New Groove, and in it there is this, there's a character, he's called Kronk, and he's not the smartest of guys, he's like the, the... Um, the henchman, the the evil henchman, but you know he's good inside. But he has this—he has a shoulder angel and a shoulder devil, and his shoulder devil will say, you know, mean things to him. You can't do this. Look at that person, and 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 then the shoulder angel will, you know, try to be the nice voice. And I really love how they personified these two different voices going on in his head. So maybe you do see it as the, you know, the evil angel. I don't know. Now, sometimes this inner voice, it speaks very softly in the background. Sometimes it's very, very loud, and it might be louder in different areas of our lives, whether that's at work, in social situations, in our intimate relationships with our families. Our inner critic is often harsh and mean and repetitive. And, you know, often it's been with us our whole lives to the point where we may not even notice it anymore. But it is incredibly destructive to us. It makes us doubt ourselves to the point where we shut down, we stay silent, we don't take action, maybe we run away, or we fight and we argue. Now, 
if we don't manage our inner critic properly, it holds us back. And it holds us back. Um, I read this great book recently. It's called Playing Big by Tara Moore. And she describes it as playing big. She says, your inner critic will hold you back from playing big. And she believes this is such an important topic. She addresses, she talks about the inner critic in the very first chapter of the book. So in this podcast, I thought I would talk about how we can make friends with our inner critic. Now, if you Google inner critic, you will find articles titled how to silence your inner critic, how to stop your inner critic, how to overcome your inner critic. Now, I don't believe that we should be trying to stop or overcome this inner voice because in reality, it will always be there. So what I'm suggesting instead is to make friends with your inner critic. And that's what we're talking about today. My goal for this episode for you is to help you shift your mindset around your inner critic and see it as something that you can make friends with and to build a relationship with it that will serve you. Does that sound good? Okay. Still, if you're still with me, let, let's do it. Show notes for this episode will be at thecmethod.com slash 213. Okay, firstly, before we get into the, you know, how do we make friends with it, I want to share some big ideas with you to help you understand the inner critic a little better. Because when we can understand something, we can then work to make changes and feel more confident doing so. For example, I used to be clueless about money. It was this you know, overwhelming, unknown thing. I had no idea about investing or shares or anything like that. Um, so I set, us out, I set out to educate myself. I read books, I listened to podcasts, I talked to people who knew about it. And as I became, began to understand it, I was then able to take action and I felt more confident in taking those actions. So let's learn to understand that inner critic. The first thing you need to know is that your inner critic is there to keep you safe. Doing anything new or putting ourselves out there is going to create these feelings of unease. You know, it's, it's unknown. And what happens is our inner critic tries to keep us safe from rejection and criticism. I'm writing a book at the moment and my inner critic has definitely been ramping up. I get this voice saying, um, you're not as good as this other author. Your ideas aren't unique, Christina. This has already been done. Oh, look at your writing. It is horrendous. So this is the voice I'm getting. Now, what what's going on for my inner critic is that if I release this book, it makes me vulnerable. I'm putting my own thoughts, my own opinions out there to the world. And if I release this book, it opens me up to being criticized or rejected which is then going to impact my self-worth and I'm going to feel terrible about myself. So that's what my inner critic is thinking. So it's trying to stop me from writing the book because it's thinking, well, if I stop Christina writing the book, then Christina doesn't have to be, she won't be criticized. She won't be, um, she won't be vulnerable. She won't be open up to rejection. She's going to be safe and comfy. So that's what your inner critic wants for you. It wants you to be safe and comfy and not put yourself out there because that's going to, you know, that's going to be a bad outcome for you. So that's why it's there. All right. Important to know. The second thing you need to know is that your inner critic will never go away. It's part of being human. Okay. It will never go away. And in fact, the more you continue to push yourself out of your comfort zone, the more the critic will, will come back up again. It will simply be present on these new challenges. 
if you do something, if something's challenging for you and you get your inner critic saying that you can't do it or you're not good enough, and then you do that thing and you do it again and again, then the inner critic might quieten down about that particular challenge. But then as you move up and get to the next challenge, that's when the inner critic will pop up again. So it continues to rear its head, you know, even for very successful people. You know, I have a client who is at executive level at a large company here in Australia. She's incredibly well respected and she too has this inner voice telling her, you're not good enough. You don't deserve to be there. They're going to laugh at you. The CEO thinks you're incompetent. You need to impress him, right? And to look at her, you would never guess that she thinks that way about herself. So, you know, it could even be argued that the more successful you get and the more you put yourself out there and the bigger your ideas and the bigger your goals, the stronger your inner critic will get because the stakes are higher. I had this same experience where, you know, if I deliver a keynote, for example, I'm, I'm pretty confident delivering a keynote if it's, you know, to whatever, like a normal audience, if I'm delivering to, to business owners or to, you know, professionals in the workplace. And I was given an opportunity to speak at a real estate conference and speaking to real estate agents, I was like, that's fine. But what freaked me out or freaked out my inner critic was that I was speaking alongside some other incredibly well-known speakers, such as um, Naomi Simpson, who is the founder of Red Balloon, which is a huge company here, and she's on Shark Tank and everything. And when I saw her there, when I saw her on the same poster as me, you know, my face was there next to her face, my inner critic was saying, Christina, she's so famous. She's going to be so amazing. How can you possibly speak on the same stage as her? You're an unknown. You're this, you're that. And it just ran rampant in my mind. That's when it came up very, very loud. So I can assure you, it never goes away. Now, the third thing I want to share with you about the inner critic is, well, it's more of a question really. And the question is, would you talk to another human the way your inner critic talks to you? One of my favorite books is The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer. It is so good. I I read it. I think I've read it three times and I will continue to keep reading it. He likens our inner critic in the book. He likens it to an obnoxious, annoying roommate who sits next to us on the couch and follows us around everywhere saying mean things about us. So imagine that. Your inner critic, imagine you have a roommate who sits next to you on the couch going, that person will never call you back. They're not going to accept you. You're no good at what you do. You look fat in those jeans, blah, blah, blah. And you get up and you walk to the kitchen and then your bedroom and then you go to the bathroom and this roommate follows you around saying really mean things about you. Can you imagine? How and and he the author asks the question, he says, How long do you think you would last with a roommate like that? <laughs> Not long, right? You would kick them out of the house. You would say, Stop following me around, a-hole, go away. I don't need you. Why are you making my life so terrible? <laughs> I'm done here. I'm finding a new roommate. You you wouldn't put up with a mean and harsh roommate, would you? Yet many of us have an inner critic living inside our heads telling us awfully mean things all the time. So I want you to think about, if your inner critic was a real person, would you want to hang out with them? Probably not. So 
it's time to do something about that inner critic. All right, so let's move on to how do we do it. The first thing, so I've got, how many steps do I have? I've got like five steps. Five steps, Christina's five-step process for making friends with your inner critic. The first thing to do is to notice. Notice when the inner critic speaks up. So let's say you're preparing for a presentation. Your inner critic pops up saying, you're going to look like a fool in front of all these people. When that happens, I don't want you to try and push it away or go, oh, I shouldn't be feeling this feeling. Oh, I hate getting nervous. Why do I always get nervous? I just want you to notice it. Oh, I'm noticing some feelings of anxiety right now. I'm noticing my inner critic telling me that I'm going to mess up and look like a fool. You can also do this with um, if you notice your feelings come up and our feelings are caused, our feelings are created by the thoughts that we have. So let's say you're, you notice that you're feeling anxious. Okay, I'm feeling anxious. I want you to notice and go, okay, I notice I'm feeling anxious. I wonder what my inner critic is saying that's creating those feelings of anxiety. Or, you know, I'm feeling nervous. I'm feeling fearful. What is my inner critic saying that's creating these feelings of, of fear? And then you might be able to pinpoint the thought of, you know, I don't want to mess up. Um, I have to impress these people. I have to look knowledgeable, etc., etc. And I can't forget what I'm saying, like all of that stuff. So just notice it. And it's important to just notice without judgment. Okay. Be kind to yourself. And even though your inner critic is mean, be kind to them. Okay. Just say, oh, okay. I'm noticing, noticing. If you want, you may even like to write it down. Um, you know, if you're preparing for a presentation or a meeting or and you have that bit of time up your sleeve, if you notice these thoughts come up, write them down. Go, okay, I notice that my inner critic is saying this. Now, notice with my language here, I'm saying I notice my inner critic is saying this or I wonder what my inner critic is saying that's creating these feelings. So instead of and, and what the reason why we use this language is to distance ourselves from the voice. So we're not saying, oh, I'm so anxious right now or I'm freaking out right now. Instead, distance yourself and say, I'm noticing feelings of anxiety. What is my inner critic saying that's creating that? Or, you know, my inner critic is getting quite nervous right now. Or my inner critic is freaking out right now. Okay, so use language to distance yourself from it. Okay, step two. So that was number one, notice when your inner critic speaks up and what they say. Number two is, this is the fun bit. We're going to personify your inner critic with a fun and silly character. Um, I have a client, James, and um, we did this the other day in our coaching session. I said, I want you to, like, what's a fun object that's, you know, non-threatening? We we came up with the idea of a potato head, you know, like Mr. Potato Head from Toy Story. I said, what are you going to call your Mr. Potato Head? Give him a, a name, a fun and non-threatening name. He said, oh, I'll call him Nini. Okay. So we drew on the board, drew on the whiteboard, a little potato head called Nini. And what I got James to do was to talk to Nini as if, as if Nini is a person. So noticing Nini saying, oh, hi, Nini. How are you? I can see you're here today. Great. I see you're showing up. So you create, you know, you, you create this character. 
Um, another client of mine, Angela, she was one of the amazing ladies in my group coaching program. She is really interesting. She would describe her fear around public speaking as this big, black, overwhelming monster that would consume her and take over. And she, I asked her to describe it. She said, it just takes over and overwhelms me. Now, having for her to have that personification of her, you know, her inner critic and her and her feelings was not serving her because it was like she was out of her control. So for her, it was particularly powerful to transform that black overwhelming monster and turning it into something, you know, like the sweet potato head, something non-threatening. And what you can do as well is put a silly voice to it. So let's go back to James's potato head, Nini. So we imagined um, Nini saying to him in a squeaky little voice, you're not good enough. You're, um, <laughs> I'm just laughing doing it now. Um, you're not good enough. How how do you think that you, you'll be perceived? They're not going to like you. They're not going to think that you're interesting. You're not going to be able to answer those questions. Now, what happens when we put a silly voice to it is it then we associate it with something that's non-threatening and silly and we can start to laugh at it and go, you sound ridiculous in a critic. Why would you say that to me? Huh. Okay. So that's the second thing you can do. You're going to personify your inner critic with a fun and silly character and give it a silly voice. Now, I have three more steps for you. Before we get there, let's take a quick break. Hey, Rockstar, are you a passionate, driven leader and you want to take your leadership and career to the next level? I'm guessing you might be because you're listening to this podcast, but maybe you're struggling with your feelings of self-doubt and anxiety and perfectionism, which is, you know, it's pretty common. Perhaps you've reached a high point in your career, you've taken on challenging new responsibilities and you're leading a team, but you feel like you've been thrown in the deep end and you're concerned with how you're being perceived in the role. Now, if that sounds like you and you're ready to commit to making big changes and feeling good about your contribution and your level of success, then I invite you to apply for the C-Method one-on-one coaching program. Now, you may have heard me talk about my group programs before on the podcast. Now, my one-on-one programs are for women and men, women and men who want personalized coaching specific to their individual needs and who want to work closely with a coach who will support, mentor, and lead them on an accelerated path of development. This is not for you if you want just a couple of coaching sessions. That's not the type of work I do. Um, This is for you if you have a long-term approach to developing your confidence, communication, and leadership skills. And also, you know that these skills are key to your overall success and happiness. The way that I work, I go for long-term results, you know, not a quick fix. I don't do quick fix and tips and tricks. It's, it's, It's an ongoing development. So if that sounds like you, I invite you to apply for the program. We will set up a discovery call where we will explore if working together is a good fit for us. The discovery call is free and there is no obligation to sign up for anything. Not at all. To apply, go to thecmethod.com slash coaching Um, The link is also in the description of this podcast app. That's thecmethod.com slash coaching. Okay, let's go back to the show. And we are back to making friends with our inner critic. 
I'm up to step three. So in step um, two, we created a, um, a character for our inner critic. We made it fun. We made it silly. We made it non-threatening. Now we're going to talk to your character. So this can happen in when you notice it coming up. So let's say you notice your inner critic talking. I want you to visualize your little nini, your potato head or whatever it is. You might and, and, and see where, where it is, where, where it is on your body. Is it in front of you? Is it beside you? Is it on your shoulder? Is it right in your face? And I want you to talk to it. So address it like it's another person. And it's important to use humor and fun with this. So you say, oh, hi there, Nini. How are you? I see you've, uh, you've popped up today. Fancy that. Okay, that's, that's all right. Hello, welcome. So, you know, so talk to it and, and treat it with, you know, just, just fun. And you can also say thank you for it because, you know, we know why it's there. You can say, oh, hey, Nini, I see, I know that you're here to keep me safe and that's totally fine. And I, I thank you. Really, I do. I appreciate you wanting to keep me safe. It's a big, scary world out there, right? So we're talking to, to the character. The next step, which is number four, is to be curious about why it has shown up today. So as you're talking to it, you might say, oh, hey, Nini, I wonder why you're here. Like why, you know, just in a, in a curious way. It's not, not like, why are you here? It's more of a, hmm, I wonder why you're here. I think there's something going on in the background where I'm recording. Don't know if you can hear that, but um, there's some, I don't know, someone, it sounds like someone's drilling or something. Anyway. So we're curious about why our inner voice character has shown up. And you can even you can even say, I wonder why you're here. Is it because I'm in a new situation and I'm pushing my comfort boundaries? Is it because that person said something to me or they looked at me funny? Or is it because this has happened? Ah, okay. Oh yeah, that's probably why you're here. And that's fine. I understand. So you can see we're being a bit playful with it. We're being curious. We're not being judgmental about it. We're not saying, "Ugh, Nini, why are you here? Go away. I don't want you here. Just stop it. Stop it already. You're so mean. I hate you. All right. We're not, we're not doing that. We want to be kind, compassionate, and curious. Now, and then step five, moving on to the last step, is in your mind, Maybe you can start to move your character further away or turn the volume down. So let's say Nini is right on your shoulder, in your face, and you're looking at, you know, and you're like, why are you, you know, here you are on my shoulder. So you go, okay, hi, Nini, I see you're on my shoulder. Would you mind just, um, just moving away a little bit? Like maybe just down my arm. It's okay. You can still, you know, I don't want you gone completely. Just, just hang out. But I got this. I can handle this. All right. And then tell, tell your inner critic character that you got this and you appreciate them being there. But, you know, and they can, they can sit in the background. They can just sit there and that's fine. But, you know, we got this. We don't need you loud and in our face. So doing this visualization will, will really help. This is actually an, an NLP technique um, that, that gets used where we create an image in our mind and we can actually make it black and white. We can shrink the image. We can move it further away and that can reduce the impact of the, the, the problem or whatever it is that is disturbing us. So if, if your voice seems very loud to you, your, if your inner critic 
character seems very big and in your face and very bright and colorful, you can try to make it black and white. It's okay, you're black and white now. You're getting smaller and I'm moving you further away. You, know, you don't have to get rid of them completely, but just move them further away. And then when we do that, if you look, if you can re- if you can repeat those steps while you're in the moment, then that's absolutely amazing. All right? So that's what, you know, that's what we're aiming for. So I mean, and of course the first step is to always just notice. Just notice. If that's as far as you get, then that's then that's great. Just notice. And then as you become more practiced with noticing and you can notice it very quickly or you can pinpoint it very quickly, then you can move on to the next steps into personifying it. So to quickly recap, first is to notice when the inner critic speaks up. Just notice, no judgment. Number two, personify your inner critic with a fun and silly character. Give it a name. Number three, talk to your character and use humor and fun. Number four is to be curious about why it's shown up today. Just be curious. And number five, use your mind to visually, sorry, use your, in your mind, move it, move it further away, make it black and white, make it smaller, and just gently move it, um, make it smaller and so it's, so it's less, you know, obtrusive and in your face. So those are Christina's steps for making friends with your inner critic. And of course, that is key. It is, we're making friends with it here. We're not trying to beat it down or remove it completely or hate on it or whatever. We're there to make friends with it. And if we can do this and make friends with our inner critic, which is essentially making friends with ourselves, we're going to feel much better and and happier about, you know, within ourselves as we go about our day-to-day lives. So I hope that that has been of use for you and has inspired you somewhat to start being a little bit kinder to yourself and, and, um, and your inner critic. Show notes will be at thecmethod.com slash 213. And if you have a friend or a colleague or someone who you feel would really benefit from hearing this podcast, then please do share it with them. I want to be able to help as many people as possible and you sharing that will absolutely contribute to that. And finally, a reminder for the uh, to apply for the coaching program, the one-on-one coaching program, if you're ready to make big changes in your career and leadership, if you want to take it to the next level and, and you're ready to be supported and mentored with myself. And that brings us to the end of this week's episode. Keep on being awesome, Rockstar. I'm Christina Cantors, and this has been Stand Out, Get Noticed. <laughs>